inspiration, success stories, expert advice, strategies, new ideas, and amazing conversations. Everything you need to become a great speaker. This is Oscar Santolaya, and welcome to Time to Shine. This episode is brought to you by Saydat, a business presentation tool that helps you to have more productive meetings and increase your sales. To start using Saydat for free, go to www.saydat.com, S-E-I-D-A-T.com. Hello, and thanks for joining a business meeting. Some people love them, others hate them, but almost nobody can avoid them. And so today we have a very special guest who has done a very intensive research and will help us to win meetings, but not with the words, but with our body language. Vanessa Van Edwards is the lead investigator at Science of People, a human behavior research lab. She is a Huffington Post columnist and published author. Her innovative work has been featured on NPR, Business Week, and USA Today. She regularly gives keynotes and appears in the media to talk about her research. She has written for CNN, Fast Company, and Forbes. Her latest book, Captivate, was chosen as one of Apple's most anticipated books of 2017. Hello, Vanessa. Hello, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Uh, very welcome to the show. And yeah, actually, I would like to hear um, about Captivate. So please tell us about the story of Captivate, the book that is coming very soon from you. Yeah, sure. Well, I, I joke that I'm a recovering awkward person. Um, <laughs> and that is because, <laughs> yep, I, I'm still in recovery. Um, I, people skills were one of those things that always eluded me when I was growing up. I, you know, my parents and teachers would say, just go make friends or, um, mm -hmm. just be yourself. <laughs> and I, I just, I always was so scared on the playground. Um, I had a really hard time just making friends and connecting with people. And when I got to college, mm -hmm. I realized that that was a, a problem, mm -hmm. mostly because, I think that school focuses a lot on technical skills. You know, your your IQ, your grades, your G your GPA, your mm -hmm. your um your math skills, your history skills. But if you can have the best technical skills in the world, but if you don't know how to pitch yourself or lead a team or be a manager or uh, chit chat with your colleagues, it is incredibly hard to showcase your technical skills. And that is exactly what was happening in college. I was in a class in college and a, I was arguing with a professor. And this mm -hmm. professor, and I, I remember him so well, he, he wanted me to write a group paper. So like uh, it was a group of four of us. And I think we each had to write um, two or three pages of this paper together. And this was like my worst nightmare because I, I, I had no idea how to collaborate. I, I, I didn't know. I, didn't, I wasn't friends with anyone in the class. So the idea of trying to make friends to work on this paper was terrifying So I said to him, you know, I'll write you double the amount of pages if you let me work by myself. I'll just write it all myself. I'll, mm -hmm. write, I'll write you 20 pages. And he, and he looked at me and he was like, Vanessa, this paper is not about the writing skills. It's about the people skills. Uh -huh. And it was the first, I was like, I kind of like looked at him and he looked at me 
And we both sort of laughed. And I was like, you know, I, that's, I don't know. I don't have any people skills. I don't have those. Um, and he said, you know, I, I know that you, um, can study for math and science. Why don't you study for people? Like you study for math or science. And that was something I had never really considered before. And he was like, you know, make flashcards, try to find formulas, like, you know, Mm -hmm. do the same thing you would do in preparation for a chemistry test. Like you would prepare for a networking event. And so that's what I started to do. I bought a bunch of like anthropology textbooks and psychology textbooks. I bought pop culture books, like why women are from Mars, why Mm -hmm. men are from Mars, women are from Venus. I mean, anything I could get my hands on on people's skills, I I read it and I made flashcards and and cliff notes. And I started these set of notebooks with all these kind of research, more tactical ways that you would approach people because I didn't understand sort of the be yourself, be authentic, (laughs) you know, be interested to be interesting. Like all of those things didn't, for me, they didn't mean anything. I didn't understand them. And so, um, you know, 10 years later, uh, after much, much research, I realized I was not the only one with this problem. And I started a human behavior research lab many years ago, actually doing people skills research, basically creating the kind of courses I wish I had had in school. And that is exactly what Captivate is. It's the textbook that I wish I had been given on that fateful day with that fateful paper. By the way, mm-hmm. I did end up having to work with a group and it didn't go so well in the beginning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so this is the book that I wish I had had. I, it's the people skills book I wish everyone would, would learn. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. I like the style you you do. I haven't seen your websites and your blogs. And yeah, I like this very approachable style that you you do this topic of uh, body language so it's uh, really great yeah and- i mean also you know i think that a lot of the times with people skills or with body language and i teach both um you either get really fluffy like non-specific advice mm. like um be confident which <laughs> if you don't you don't, you don't, that's, what does that even mean? Or the opposite, you get really academic oh, yeah. jargon filled, um, papers. And so I was like, where is the middle? Like, where is the middle ground of casual and fun, but also very tactical. So I, I appreciate that. I try to be somewhere in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> I think you, you are there. Fantastic. And, and yes, um, body language is something that, um, we mentioned a few times in during these uh, episodes in this podcast um, as a specific topic or touching something else, but we haven't touched about the uh, the body language for business meetings. That is something that we do more often than having a talk. Now, have a talk we have might have um, once a month, once every two months, or but business meeting we have a few times per week is pretty often so yeah let's focus and talk about that and i would start asking you what are the most common mistakes that uh, people make in business meeting from body language point of view sure um so i think that the biggest mistake for a uh, for body language in business meetings is actually very similar to a mistake that most people make in most interactions so mm-hmm. um what what we do as humans and we can't help it is if we have a business meeting or an interview, or a negotiation, or a Mm. date, we usually think about what we want to say. We think about um, clever stories. We think about funny jokes. Mm -hmm. We can tell we script out our pitch, and we focus a lot of our energy on the verbal. Um, The problem is, is that that means that we are not thinking about how we want to say anything. And when you look at communication research, we know that at a minimum, 60% of our communication is nonverbal. And 60% 60% is the lowest study we could find. A lot of studies say it's mm-hmm. up to 70, 80, 
So if you're only focusing on what you want to say in a meeting, you're only coming in with 40% of your power. You're, you're literally like turning off or leaving behind 60% of your ability. And so what is that, that nonverbal? And I, there was actually a study that we did that sh- demonstrated this perfectly. Um, I was researching Ted talks. I don't, do you ever watch Ted talks? Sure. Yes. Yeah, so I, I love them so much. I, I'm, I watch them every day at lunch wow. and I was looking at Ted talks and I realized there was thousands of Ted talks, but there seemed like there were the same 10 or 20 that came up over and over again, like mm, true. of the top, yeah, of the top Ted talks and you have, they've had 40, 50 million views. <laughs> and then you have Ted talks that have, you know, thousands of Ted talks that have under 20,000. And so I looked yeah. at these two Ted talks, both of them were on leadership both of them were 18 minutes long. Both of them had come out the same month of the same year, September of 2009. But one of them went viral and one of them didn't. And I looked at these two talks and they were almost, I mean, very similar topics, both by mm-hmm. non-celebrities, you know, just experts. And I was like, what is the difference? And so what we did is we analyzed thousands of hours of TED Talks. And we found that there were distinct differences between the most viral, the most popular TED Talks and the least popular TED Talks. And I think this applies to business meetings as well. In the most popular TED Talks, in the first seven seconds, it was as if the TED Talker indicated to the audience, you can trust me, I have a winning idea, and I'm on your side. And I think that in a first impression, that nonverbal, those nonverbal messages we convey are actually essential for getting people to buy into whatever you're about to say. So the biggest mistake that professionals make in business meetings is not only not thinking about how they say things, but it's also how do you leverage the first seven seconds? That is actually going to set you up for success. Now, it doesn't mean that you only focus on the first seven seconds, but if you have a good first seven seconds, Mm -hmm. it greatly increases your chances of having a successful meeting. Mm -hmm. So what can be a a bad... um but start in, in bad language for, from in a meeting. Um, yeah. So I think that, um, the biggest one is people show up, um, in a meeting and they don't think about that first impression. A lot of people believe their first impression happens the moment they open their mouth. Mm. So they believe like a speaker will think, Oh, my first impression happens the moment I start my speech or someone going into a business meeting will think, ah, my first impression will happen the moment I start my pitch and, and start my slides. Actually, your first impression happens the moment someone first sees you. That usually happens when you're walking into the room and like taking your spot at at the table at the business meeting, or when you're opening up your computer and trying to hook up your cords and plugging in your power cord and uh, trying to get up, set up your papers, or when you're kind of furiously preparing and memorizing what you want to say as people enter the room. This is the biggest mistake we can make because it makes us feel or look dismissive when actually we're trying to focus for a really great presentation. So the very, very best thing you can do for your first impression is one, if you are taking the room and other people are already in it, that is your first impression. You want to make sure that you are going in right for the handshake. So if I enter into a room and there's a couple people scattered around the business meeting, instead of just sort of slinking in and taking my seat, I'll almost always say, good morning. Hey, Steve, how are you? Shake his hand. Hey, Mike, how's it going? I will do that before I put my stuff down, before I set up my computer, before I Mm -hmm. take my seat. That's the first thing. The second thing is, okay, let's say that you're the first person in and you're setting up your computer, you're setting up your papers. As people enter the room, greet them like they are an old friend. 
And this is kind of a, a weird thing to do at first, but now that I've been doing it for a few years, I am totally addicted to it because it's actually, it helps me feel calmer as well. If you greet someone as if they're an old friend, so they walk into the room, you look up, your eyebrows raise, you say, oh my gosh, good to see you. How are you, Mike? Come on in, join us. That is how I would greet like an old friend if they were joining me for lunch, right? I'd say, hey, John, how are you? Come on in, sit down, join me. That kind of energy, um, that kind of feeling makes people feel calmer themselves, which makes them feel more receptive to your message. So from a nonverbal perspective, what that looks like is a very open body. So mm-hmm. having nothing blocking your torso, um, not having your computer held in front of you, not having papers held in front of you, not crossing your arms over your chest, having your torso mm-hmm. um, exposed and open. We like that from a nonverbal perspective. The second thing that we want to do from a nonverbal perspective in that first few seconds is um, hands. So hand gestures are actually very important. They're overlooked in body language. They're more important even than eye contact. And that is because when we see someone's hands, we feel like we can trust them. That's why I kept saying, I reach out and handshake someone, I'll wave hello, I go over and make sure that I shake their hand. That is because that physical touch, that hand-to-hand touch is, is very important because of oxytocin. And oxytocin is a chemical that makes us feel bonded and connected. So open body language, hand-to-hand touch if you can do it. If you can't do handshake because it's too big of a room, at Mm -hmm. least a nice open wave, like Mm -hmm. an acknowledgement of someone. And um, that warm vocal tone, uh, reaching out and saying, um, hello, so good to see you. That is exactly what TED Talkers did when they hit the stage. So if you go watch the top TED Talkers, like, for example, Brene Brown is a perfect example of this. Mm -hmm. Brene Brown takes the stage in her TED Talks, and she starts her pitch like she's she's sitting down with you at coffee. (laughs) She doesn't start off by, you know, really formal, today I'm going to talk to you about vulnerability. Mm -hmm. Vulnerability. She doesn't start that way. She starts really informally. She says, oh, good morning. How is everyone? So I was so nervous back. And then she's off. Right. Her opening line, it sounds like she's talking or greeting an old friend. And that's the same thing that Ken Robinson does in his popular TED Talk. The same thing does that Simon Sinek does in his popular TED Talk. It's it's because we want to feel that warm, trusting connection with someone. Mm-hmm. So it's important to start uh, open and energetic, right? Very uh, friendly. So that's that's. Yeah. And, and I will say, um, I think some of the worst people skills advice that I hear is Mm -hmm. when people encourage everyone to be the bubbly extrovert. I I don't, I don't Mm want to encourage you to do that because I think that is inauthentic. For example, I am actually not an extrovert. I'm an ambivert. So I kind of fall somewhere in the middle. Mm -hmm. Um, And so for me, it would feel very unnatural to be a sort of bubbly, cheerful. Oh my goodness. Hello everyone. How are you today? (laughs) That would not, that would not be natural. That would not work. (laughs) So, Right, right, yeah. It, but for you know, for some people, that kind of cheerfulness does work, right? If it's really natural, it's natural, sure. So when I, yeah, so when I say friendly, I don't mean pretend to be an mm-hmm. extrovert. What I mean is, what is, how would you personally greet an old friend? You know, maybe that is sort of a a, a very quiet one to one power. Maybe that means you walk over to someone, put your hand on their shoulder, and say, "Oh, it's so good to see you." Right, right, real quiet mm. and close in. Maybe that that's more natural for you. Great. Maybe it's more natural for you to be telling jokes and, you know, walking around the room and getting everyone coffee. Whatever that is for you is what's really important. I don't want you to ever feel like 
you're dialing yourself up where you're no longer yourself. Because I think that when we hear the advice, like be authentic, be yourself, Mm -hmm. um, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about um, people who are trying to be a level of extroversion that they are not naturally, and that never works out well. So however that works for you, that is your unique brand of charisma or your unique brand of friendly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has to be natural, as you said. Uh-huh. So another thing is in, bis- in business meetings in, re- in general is that there might be some moment where things go a bit um, more, let's say, more tense or you don't know what the others are thinking or... And I believe it's important to to read the other's body language. So what could you recommend from from that? Yeah, I think that um, I would focus specifically here on facial expressions. And the reason for this is because typically in a board meeting or in a meeting, you have people who are sitting around a table. So you usually can't see their legs. Sometimes you can't mm-hmm. even see their hands, their torso. Um, you also might be on video meetings. And all of the body language tips I talk about work in video and phone. We actually are doing a huge vocal power test right now on mm-hmm. how body language works via phone. Um, but video conferencing, Zoom conferencing, webinars, um, the, usually your, you know, your face will be on video. So facial expressions is incredibly helpful to be able to decode other people. And, um, I first discovered facial expressions through, uh, my mentor and teacher, Dr. Paul Ekman. So Dr. Paul Ekman is a researcher and he studies the face and he discovered that there was a universal micro expression. And what this is, is basically that, we used to believe that we learned facial expressions by mirroring or mimicking. We looked at our mother or father's face and we mirrored it. But actually, facial expressions are genetic. They're coded. So genetically, congenitally blind babies, babies who've been blind since birth, mm-hmm. make the same facial expressions at the same time as seeing children, which means that there's something about our facial expressions that are coded. So what Dr. Paul Ekman discovered is that there are 10,000 different facial uh, muscles in like the way that our muscles can show facial expressions. However, there are seven universal facial expressions. Uh-huh. And once you learn these facial expressions, it's like, oh my gosh, it's amazing. It's like someone turned on the world in HD. All of a sudden you can see things you had never noticed before. Um, so what I would highly recommend mm-hmm. is starting to learn how to decode those facial expressions. Like one of my favorites to look out for in business meetings is called contempt. So contempt is a one-sided mouth raise. It's like a little smirk. So if you raise one side of your mouth up either side and you make a little smirking expression, that is contempt. Very, very simple. Only one tiny muscle is involved. And what that is, actually, Mm -hmm. it's a very negative gesture. Most people think of it as half happiness or um, uh, like boredom. A lot of people, we Mm -hmm. have a body language quiz on our website where you can test your body language skills. And most people guess that as boredom or sarcasm, but actually it's really, really negative. So, um, what we need to be careful of is if you see that contempt or that smirk in a business meeting is you make sure that you have fully explained whatever concept you're talking about. You are reassuring them on pricing or timeline or a fact that you just shared, or you're circling back and saying, this all look good to you. Let me know if you have any questions, anything else I can address or answer. That contempt is a very small indicator for you to make sure that you are covering all your bases. Mm. And so I find that when I'm looking for micro expressions, it makes my pitches go much better because I know I can see the hesitations on their face. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, excellent. So it's a matter of learning these seven uh, facial expressions that are in your, I guess, in your book and also in your your website, right? Yes. Yeah, so we, the, the, so if you want to check it there, they're chapter six in the book, but we also have a couple of them on our, um, on our website at scienceofpeople.com slash face. They're up for mm -hmm. free. So, um, you're welcome to check out either the, the website version or the book version if you want to go a little bit deeper. And they're, they're incredible. I, I, I will warn you though, mm -hmm. learning facial expressions is a blessing and a curse. Uh -oh. So, Once you learn them, you see them everywhere. You cannot unlearn them. So make oh, yes. sure that before you before you learn them, you are ready for it. <laughs> yeah, I I admit I had a, still a lot to learn about these facial expressions because this one you describe it. Mm -mm, still, I have to go and check your web or <laughs> website or book. Uh, yeah. So Vanessa, <laughs> you be aware of those. <laughs> oh yes, in. Yeah, the great piece of advice. If you could summarize um, the best piece of advice for winning an uh, important business meeting, what would you say? Um, I think it's that um, there are three things that people remember about a business meeting. And this is not necessarily body language related. Mm -hmm. um, they are the first few seconds, the last few seconds, mm -hmm. and the high or the low. So your pitch, your slides, how you answer questions, all that is great. But actually, in terms of memorability, we are not as focused as people on like the whole content, the meat of the meeting. We're typically focused on the first bite, the last bite, and the mm -hmm. best bite. So that means that we talked about your first impression. Your last impression is also incredibly important. Don't let your meeting just peter out, right? Like have a big call to action at the end or end on a high thank you note and a, a well-wishing of a good day. You know, um, as people are leaving, shake their hands, say goodbye, follow up with them one-on-one. -on -one. Um, th that ending is really important. If it just kind of lets sort of like, you know, like that kind of energy, um, people likely to remember it. And then also the higher the low. And so um, there's actually a book I would highly recommend. I mean, obviously I love my book, but another book that I really recommend for this particular idea is um, by Nancy Duarte. She has a great TED talk as well. One of her talk, TED talks went viral. Um, it's called Resonate. Mm -hmm. And what she talks about is the idea of um, a spark line, that we have this peak moment or a star moment. And that is exactly what happens in meetings, that we have to create sort of a, a highlight Um, so for example, in my presentations, right in the middle of the presentation, I have a really, really funny video demonstrating two of the micro expressions, fear and happiness. It's a baby laughing and then showing the fear micro expression. It's really funny. And that is my star moment in the presentation because it gives everyone a break. It demonstrates a concept I've been teaching. It makes everyone laugh. And people have told me for years, I've been showing that video for years, that when I, when I asked them, oh, you know, you saw me speak a couple years ago. What do you remember about it? I'll actually ask them that. People are always like, oh, gosh, you know, that baby video was hilarious. Mm -hmm. They always that star moment. Now, before, if I forget to put that in or if I don't have time to show it, people either don't remember anything or they remember a low, like um, the microphone uh, losing its batteries or oh. um, someone asking a really mm -hmm. hard question. Um, and I don't want them to remember those lows. And so um, crafting or creating peak moments in your meetings, as well as the first and last impression, I think are, was one of the most important things you can do. Oh, yeah. That, that, it's a great reminder. It's how important is, is our, are these, these special moments. Mm -hmm. 
Since we are talking about meetings, our sponsors say that is a presentation tool for meetings. It makes sales especially easy because of its features. Navigation. You can navigate through slides in any direction. So depending on the situation, you can show to the audience only the slides you need. Live sharing. Share your presentation online while being in total control of it. Brand consistency. Preset the style of your company and you are good to go. Seda is for free for personal use, while companies are using the business version more and more for sales and marketing. To start using Seda today, go to www.seda.com. S-E-I-D-A-T.com. Uh, Vanessa, could you share with us what is your favorite quotation? Sure. Um, I think it's actually, um, it's sort of my, uh, I have this up on my computer um, and uh, it's, I, I will read it to you from my monitor. I have like a, a little post-it note. Mm-hmm. Um, May anyone who comes into contact with me, whether they hear about me or they see me or they think about me, experience a benefit and happiness. It's actually a, a Buddhist quotation. I'm not Buddhist, but um, I read that and I was like, wow, you know, I'm putting mm-hmm. out all this content on the internet. I'm recording great podcasts like yours or, um, you know, doing videos. And my, my entire goal is that anyone who sees a video or thinks of a tip, Mm -hmm. or if you go into your next meeting and you're like, Oh, Vanessa reminded me about handshakes, right. That that brings you some kind of benefit or happiness in some way, shape or form. And that's sort of what drives me, um, with everything that I do. Oh, that's, that's great. Giving a, giving a great, um, uh, positive impact in, in the people you meet, um, yeah, at any time. Trying. Mm-hmm. Trying. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Uh, finally, I will ask you, um, could you share with us an exercise, something practical that you recommend doing it daily or weekly, a routine to shine? Yes. Yes. Um, I would highly, highly recommend, um, and this is like a really, this is a rough one. I know this is, I, I really thought about this challenge and <laughs> I'm going to give you a really hard one. Uh-huh. And it's that you should... Um, on one of your next phone calls in business um, with client colleagues, record yourself on your end. So if you can do a video recording on your computer or do a, a, a even just a voice recording on your phone of just your end, watch how you look when you are on the phone. Um, watch how you look when you're responding to hard questions. See what you look like when you're expressing something passionate. We very rarely mm. ever audit yeah. our own body language. We very rarely see what we look like. And so um, that exercise is incredibly helpful to be like, wow, I, I didn't realize I, you know, I make a grimace when, <laughs> when someone tells something new or um, I, I, I didn't realize I use way too many hand gestures when I'm explaining or, or whatever it is. And so that body language audit, if you can do that once every few weeks, just to see what other people are seeing when they are listening oh, yeah. to you, we never do that. And it's incredibly helpful. Yes, oh, good that you said every few weeks because I think do it too often maybe too painful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Every that's a great week exercise. Too much, but <laughs> a month would be amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah, such a great exercise. Thank you very much, Vanessa. Well, it's been a pleasure talking with you and um, hearing from you all these things that we can do uh, for having impactful and winning uh, business meetings and other other situations as well. Could you finally tell us how we can learn more about you, follow you? What are best ways? 
Yeah. So everything is on my website, scienceofpeople.com. Um, and we have lots of things you can play with. You can read our facial expressions. You can play in our lab and take experiments. Um, so everything is on there, my blog. And then also Captivate is available wherever books are sold. So you can find that anywhere you look. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, thank you very much, Vanessa, and all the best. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Did you like it? Please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Stitcher, or visit us at timetoshinepodcast.com. Until next time, 